0: Section seven of A Year with the Saints translated by a member of the Order of Mercy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. April Patience Whoever taketh not up his cross and followeth me is not worthy of me. Matthew ten thirty eight. One the cross is the true gate through which to enter into the temple of holiness and by any other way it is not possible to come into it therefore we ought more than once to immolate our hearts to the love of jesus upon that same altar of the cross on which he sacrificed his for love for us father alvarez made this resolution i will consider all aridity disquiet and every trial which shall come to me in prayer as a martyrdom and as such i will bear them with constancy he pursued this course faithfully for sixteen years, after which he had so many constellations and celestial lights as were an abundant recompense for all the sufferings he had previously endured. St. Teresa bore the greatest aridity for eighteen years, and then to what heights was she not exalted? St. Bernard said of himself, All those things that the world loves, such as pleasure, honors, praise, and riches, are to meet crosses. And all things which the world counts as crosses i seek and embrace with the greatest affection two if you see that you have not yet suffered tribulations consider it certain that you have not begun to be a true servant of god for the apostle says plainly that all who choose to live piously in christ shall suffer persecutions saint augustine saint Athanasius, saint basil saint john chrysostom saint jerome and saint cyril were all charged with a thousand crimes, and in that way were greatly afflicted. St. Ramioldo was slanderously accused by one of his monks of the commission of a shameful crime, was condemned in a public assembly to be burnt at the stake as a punishment, and in the meantime was suspended from his function as a priest. But, though he was then a centenarian, he bore all with the greatest tranquility. St. Francis Xavier was grieved when he saw everything going on successfully, with him in lisbon and if such favorable circumstances had continued to exist he would have thought that he was not serving god well three by working out our salvation through sufferings the son of god has wished to teach us that there is nothing in us so fitted to glorify god and to sanctify our souls as suffering yes yes to suffer for love of the lord is the way of truth therefore the more one can suffer the more let him suffer, for he will be the most fortunate of all, and whoever does not resolve upon this will never make much progress. St. Teresa St. Mary Magdalene de Pazzi was so much enamoured of suffering that she said, I do not desire to die soon, because in heaven there is nothing to suffer, but I desire to live a long time, because I wish to suffer long for love of my spouse nor would i have a brief martyrdom only but an accumulation of pains calumnies misfortunes and all adversities that can possibly happen to me and when she went through a long and painful illness this not only failed to extinguish in her this great thirst for suffering but after tasting it in such a way she longed for it the more so that while the superior endeavored to lessen her hardships for the preservation of her health she was at the same time seeking in every way to invent new kinds of sufferings, that no one would perceive. It happened one day, in the course of her last illness, that having received a marked affront, she not only bore it patiently, but showed signs of particular friendship for the offender. When one of the sisters manifested astonishment, she told her that she was glad she had not died before it occurred, that she might not lose such an excellent opportunity for suffering. 4. The way is narrow. Whoever expects to walk in it with ease must go detached from all things, leaning on the staff of the cross. That is firmly resolved to be willing to suffer in all things for love of God. St. John of the Cross Tolerus relates that he knew a great servant of God, who had many visions and revelations, and was acquainted with the interpretation of Scripture and the secrets of hearts, becoming afraid that gifts of one sort might prove a hindrance to favors of another kind and so to prevent him from being loved by god he earnestly besought the lord to be pleased to take away from him every consolation and he was heard for five years in succession he never had the slightest spiritual joy nor any celestial inspiration or illumination but always led a life full of affliction, temptations and spiritual aridity finally the lord was moved with pity at so much suffering and one day sent two angels to console him a little. But he, contented in his sorrows, refused this consolation, and turning his heart to God, said, O Lord, I do not desire any pleasure in this world, nor do I wish that any one should enter my heart save thyself, O my beloved, for it is enough consolation for me if thy holy will will be done in me. This beautiful act of detachment pleased God so much that the Eternal Father proclaimed him his beloved child, in these words tu es filius meus in quo mihi bene complacui. thou art my son in whom i am well pleased five if any one o lord does thee a service thou repayest him by some trial oh what an inestimable reward is this for those who truly love thee if it might be given them to know its value saint teresa when the venerable marco de palfax saw that after he had done a good work some tribulation reproach or calumny came upon him he considered this as a special favour from the lord for he said as i received no reward in this world it is a sign that god means to reward me fully in heaven the lord once appeared to the blessed clara de montefalco and offered her for a gift a cross which hung from his neck the saint received the present with the greatest consolation and there was then impressed upon her heart an image of the crucifix of the size of a finger. She preserved this so well that, in her last agony, when one of the nuns was looking for a cross upon the bed, she said to her, Take my heart, for you will find the crucifix there. In fact, it was found there after her death. Six, O ye souls who wish to go on with so much safety and consolation, if you knew how pleasing to God is suffering, and how much it helps in acquiring other good things, you would never see consolation in anything, but you would rather look upon it as a great happiness to bear the cross after the Lord. Saint John of the Cross Blessed William the abbot saw, one night, in a dream, some angels who were weaving a crown of marvelous richness and beauty, and when he asked them for whom they were making it, they said that it was for him and would be finished when he had suffered enough st gertrude once prayed the lord at the time of the carnival to show her some special service pleasing to him that she might perform on those three days on which she had to suffer so many insults from the world the lord made her this reply my daughter you will never be able to do me a greater service at any time than bearing patiently and honouring my passion whatever tribulation may come to you whether it be interior or exterior, always forcing yourself to do all those things that are the most contrary to your desires. The Lord appeared one day to St. Teresa and addressed her thus, Know that those souls are most pleasing to my Heavenly Father that are tried by the very greatest afflictions and sufferings. From that time the saint conceived such a love for suffering that she found no consolation but in bearing it, and when she was without any trouble, she was disquieted, and even said that she would not have exchanged her trials for all the treasures in the world, and she often had upon her lips those beautiful words, to suffer or to die. After her death she appeared to one of the sisters, and revealed to her that she was rewarded in heaven for nothing so much as for the contradiction that she had suffered in life, and that if she could wish to return to earth for any reason, the only one would be that she might suffer something. 7. One ounce of the cross is worth more than a million pounds of prayer. One day of crucifixion is worth more than a hundred years of all other exercises. It is worth more to remain a moment upon the cross than to taste the delights of paradise. The Venerable Sister Maria Victoria Angelini St. Bridget once received, and more patiently, a succession of trials from various persons. One of them made an insulting remark to her, another praised her in her presence but complained of her in her absence another calumniated her another spoke ill of a servant of god in her presence to her great displeasure one did her a grievous wrong and she blessed her one caused her a loss and she prayed for her and a seventh gave her false information of the death of her son which she received with tranquillity and resignation after all this saint agnes the martyr appeared to her bringing in her hand a most beautiful crown adorned with seven precious stones telling her that they had been placed there by these seven persons then she put it upon her head and disappeared how could so much have been gained by any other exercise the blessed angela de feligno when asked how she was able to receive and endure sufferings with so much cheerfulness replied believe me the grandeur and value of sufferings are not known to us for if we knew the worth of our trials, they would become for us objects of plunder, and we should go about trying to snatch from one another opportunities to suffer eight one thanks be to God or one blessed be God in adversity is worth more than a thousand thanksgivings in prosperity. Father M. de Avila When St. Francis was suffering much bodily pain and illness, one of his monks told him that he would pray to God to grant him some relief. The saint reproved him, and bowing his head to the ground, said, O Lord, I give thee thanks for this pain which I am suffering, and I pray thee to be pleased to increase it. What can or should be more acceptable to me than this, that thou shouldst inflict me without mercy? For this is the very thing that I desire above all. 9. If the Lord should give you power to raise the dead, he would give much less than he does when he bestows suffering. By miracles, you would make yourself debtor to him, while by suffering he may become debtor to you. And even if suffering had no other reward than being able to bear something for that God who loves you, is not this a great reward and a sufficient remuneration? Whoever loves understands what I say. St. John Chrysostom this saint set so high a value on suffering that he even said i venerate saint paul not so much for having been raised to the third heaven as for the imprisonment he suffered and so if i were asked whether i would be placed in heaven among the angels or in prison with paul i would prefer the latter and if it were left to my choice whether i should be peter in chains or the angel that released him i would certainly rather be the first than the second St. Louis the king, when conversing with the king of England about the slavery he endured in Turkey, in which he suffered many trials, expressed himself in this manner. I thank God for the ill-success of that war, and I rejoiced more at the patience which the Lord granted me at that time, than if I had subjugated the country. The Lord once appeared to the blessed Baptista Verani and said to her, Believe, my daughter, that I have shown you greater love in sending you afflictions than in lavishing upon you every mark of tenderness. And what could I show my love more than in seeking for you what I chose for myself? Know that to keep from sin is a great good, to perform good works a greater, but the greatest of all is to suffer. 10. It ought to be considered a great misfortune, not only for individuals, but also for houses and congregations, to have everything in conformity with their wishes, to go on quietly, and to suffer nothing for the love of God. Yes, consider it certain that a person or congregation that does not suffer, and is applauded by all the world, is near a fall. St. Vincent de Paul How fully St. Vincent was persuaded of this truth, he showed by the manner in which he informed his disciples of a considerable loss which had befallen the house. As I have been considering, he said, for a long time how happily the affairs of the congregation were going on and how well everything succeeded i began to be much afraid of this calm for i knew that god is accustomed to try his servants but blessed be the divine goodness which has deigned to visit us with a very considerable loss a holy old man who was very often sick was much grieved at passing a whole year without an illness saying that god must have abandoned him as he had ceased to visit him saints francis and andrew avellino entertained the same sentiments they thought on any day when they suffered nothing for the love of god that he had forgotten and abandoned them one night when father avila was sick his pain increased excessively after the candle went out and the attendants had gone to sleep he was unwilling to wake them but after a while overcome by the sharpness of the pain he prayed the lord to be pleased to deliver him from such agony he then fell asleep and on awaking found himself free from pain whereupon he said to one of his disciples what a severe blow the lord has dealt me this night by this he meant that in hearing his prayer god had taken from him the occasion of suffering and of meriting Eleven. We have never so much cause for consolation as when we find ourselves oppressed by sufferings and trials, for these make us like Christ our Lord, and this resemblance is the true mark of our predestination. St. Vincent de Paul No one has understood this great truth so well as St. Andrew the Apostle. At first sight of the cross on which he was to be crucified, he was filled with joy, and broke forth into this exclamation o cross so much desired so much loved and so much sought by me behold how i come to thee full of security and joy do thou separate me from men and restore me to my master so that by thy means he may receive me who by thy means redeem me the lord once said to st gertrude the more you are tried and the more your way of life is disapproved without any fault of your own the dearer you will be to me on account of the increased resemblance to me which you will thus attain, for anyone who greatly resembles a king is usually very dear to him, and I lived in constant suffering, and was opposed in all I did. When St. Matilda was suffering from a severe illness, Jesus Christ came to her, and told her that when he beheld persons grievously afflicted and tormented, he embraced them with his left arm, to draw them very near his heart. 12 there is no more evident sign that any one is a saint and of the number of the elect than to see him leading a good life and at the same time a prey to desolation suffering and trials st aloysius Gonzaga. because st ignatius Loyola was perfect and dear to god persecutions came upon him to such an extent that it would often happen that while he was at a distance his companions lived in great tranquillity and immediately upon his return some trial would fall upon the house. St. Teresa once received some money from a merchant who recommended himself to her prayers. A little while after, she said to him, I have prayed for you, and it has been revealed to me that your name is written in the book of life, and as a token of this, nothing in future will go on prosperously with you. And this came to pass exactly, for, within a short time, all his ships were lost, and he became bankrupt, When his friends heard of these disasters they provided him with another ship which was also soon wrecked then of his own accord he entered the debtor's prison but his creditors knowing how good he was would not harm him and set him free having thus become poor he ended his life like a saint content with god alone thirteen if god causes you to suffer much it is a sign that he has great designs for you and that he certainly intends to make you a saint and if you wish to become a great saint entreat him yourself to give you much opportunity for suffering for there is no wood better to kindle the fire of holy love than the wood of the cross which christ used for his own great sacrifice of boundless charity saint ignatius Loyola. joseph suffered great afflictions and trials from his brethren and these formed precisely the way by which the lord led him to his great exaltation St. Teresa, who was formed for so lofty a destiny, suffered incredible trials from all sorts of people, even from the good and spiritual. Many considered her deluded by the devil, many ridiculed her prayers and revelations, some wished to exorcise her as possessed, others accused her to the holy office, and she suffered, besides, much opposition and trouble from her superiors, in regard to the monasteries which she founded. 14 there is no better test to distinguish the chaff from the grain in the church of god than the manner in which sufferings contradiction and contempt are borne. whoever remains unmoved under these is grain whoever rises against them is chaff and the lighter and more worthless he is the higher he rises that is the more he is agitated and the more proudly he replies saint augustine A person of high rank presented himself to St. Francis de Sales to ask a benefice for an ecclesiastic who enjoyed his patronage. The saint replied that as to conferring benefices, he had tied his own hands, for he had decided that they should be given only after a competitive examination, but that he would not forget his recommendation, if this priest would offer himself to be examined with the others. The gentleman, who was quick-tempered, believed this to be only a pretext for refusal accused him of duplicity and hypocrisy, and even threatened him. When the saint perceived that gentle words did no good, he entreated him not to object, at least, to a private examination, and, as he was still dissatisfied, then, said St. Francis, you wish that I should entrust to him a portion of my charge with my eyes closed? Consider whether that is just." At this the gentleman began to raise his voice angrily, and to make all kinds of insulting remarks to the holy bishop, who bore all in unbroken silence. An acquaintance of his, who was present, asked him after the scene was over, how he had been able to endure such insults without showing the least resentment. "'Do not be astonished at this,' said the saint, for it was not he that spoke, but his anger. Outside of this he is one of my dearest friends.' and you will see after a while that my silence will increase his attachment to me. But did you not feel any resentment at all? pursued the other. I turned my thoughts in another direction, was the answer, setting myself to consider the good qualities of this person, whose friendship I had previously so much enjoyed. The gentleman afterwards came and asked pardon, even with tears, and they became firmer friends than ever before one day as saint felix the capuchin was going through the street in rome with a flask of wine on his back he met a gentleman on a spirited horse which he spurred so furiously that it trampled upon one foot of the servant of god who fell to the ground the flask was broken and the wine ran out upon the pavement mingled with the blood which flowed freely from the wound all the bystanders affrighted at the accident expressed their pity for the saint he alone retained his usual serenity of countenance and looking at the gentleman with a mild glance asked his pardon for his imprudence and rudeness in obstructing his path the rider however instead of appreciating so much virtue was angry and with a haughty look and without a word of answer spurred his horse and rode proudly away brother felix being assisted to rise by those who had gathered around went back to his monastery as best he might as he was not able to walk quickly for some time on account of the injury to his foot he used to say to himself get on you beast of an ass what are you loitering for you are so slow and spiritless that you will deserve the stick then turning his heart to god he would break forth into devout thanksgivings for his infinite goodness but after the gentleman had recollected himself a little and reflected upon the wrong he had done by his scornful treatment of an innocent and holy religious he went the next day to the monastery and falling on his knees before the saint begged pardon for the proud and cruel treatment he had given him the servant of god forgave him with so much cordiality and courtesy that he resolved to change his habits and his whole life this beautiful truth was known even to pagan philosophers st basil relates to socrates that when he was one day struck in the face in the public square by one of the rabble he not only showed no anger as such an insult but, with tranquil mind and serene countenance, stood quite still until his face was livid with blows. Still more remarkable is this anecdote of Epictetus. One day his master, who had a violent temper, gave him a blow on one leg. He said to him coolly that he had better take care not to break it. And when, by repeated blows, his master actually broke the bone, Epictetus added, without any emotion, Did I not tell you that you were running a risk of breaking it? 15. It is certain that the true spirit is inclined rather to afflictions, aridity, disgust, and trials, than to sweet and pleasing communications, for it knows that the former is that following of Christ and that denial of self so much inculcated by the Lord. St. John of the Cross The Lord appeared to St. Catherine with two crowns on his hand, one gold, the other of thorns, and told her to choose whichever she preferred. She chose the second from that time she conceived so great a love for afflictions and trials that she said there is nothing that consoles me so much and gives me so much comfort as afflictions and crosses and it seems to me that if i had not this support from time to time i should live the most wretched life in the world and if god should give me my choice whether to go now into paradise or to remain a little longer here to suffer i should choose the latter rather than the former for i know how much glory is increased by sufferings the Blessed Maria de Agnes used to sleep with the ground for her bed, a stone for her pillow, and haircloth for a blanket. Being one day tried beyond measure by the pains of paralysis, she uttered such mournful sighs that the holy man prayed to God for her, and she was relieved from her illness. But when she was sensible of the cure, she went to ask the saint not to pray for her any more, saying that she valued sickness much more than health. End of section seven